0: Everybody, how's it hanging how's it happening you guys know what it is this is kevin from the Code progression podcast brought to the MSOTD rocks for rock middle thrives hey we're giving you a happy wednesday episode yes we are but before we jump into it today i want to thank our sponsor phoenix fitness concert back man i'm in those motions i'm going nuts but i gotta make sure my fitness level up because well I'm in a lot of mosh pits. I don't want to tap out halfway through, especially in a four-day festival. So I'm in the gym pumping iron, doing as much cardio as possible. Got to make sure I hit my fitness goals for this stuff. But I also take a lot of vitamins and supplements to make sure that I can recover well, get ready, and just keep my body moving to hit those goals. And Phoenix Fitness helps with different proteins, AM and after-workout proteins. BCAA Recovery Supplements uh, pre-workouts, multiple admins, whatever you might need to hit your fitness goals to help you achieve those, Phoenix Fitness has it. Our listeners get 15, count it, 1-5% off your entire order at phoenixfitness.com by using the code MSOTD. Link in the description of the podcast for you guys to check that out, make it as easy as possible. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now on to our featured presentation because earlier this year, I got to talk with Nick from the band Ascent Like Wolves, and I really enjoyed the talk with him. I really got to enjoy getting to know the band as well. Well, the drummer for Ascent Like Wolves, his name is Cody, and he has another project as well that he's been working on called The Difference Between, a post-hardcore band that takes the old post-hardcore sound, mix it with some of the newer stuff to really give you a nostalgia, but fresh feel, and... I got to talk with him along with vocalist Chris Roberts on today's podcast. We go deep into not only the creation of the band during the pandemic, but also into the two singles are right now in Venom and Detach. We go so deep into those. You're going to be wondering how you missed this band's release and how you missed their immersion. So enough with me talking. Let's get into it. Are you guys ready? One, two, three, let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the chord Progression Podcast. Lately, it seems like I've been kind of going a little bit of like a post-hardcore binge, and I got an email from one of these guys talking about how he has got another project out there right now. They're making some great new post-hardcore music. I'm like, okay, let's go check this out. It took maybe two days from that email being sent to me to us talking right now. So please welcome from the band the difference between Cody and Chris. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Um,
1: Yeah, this all happened pretty fast. I'm really happy that you got us on. Glad you took interest in the new bands.
0: Well, I also have to say a big shout out to also Answer PR and Mr. Nick Boats from Ascent Like Wolves because doing that interview with him is most likely what led me to you guys because, Cody, you are also the drummer for that same band. So there's already kind of a connection there. And now we get to talk to you and get to talk to Chris and get to talk about a whole other project as well. So, Woo Yeah, love it. <laughs> So, as we start out this podcast, because you guys have not been on the podcast yet, whenever I have new guests, I always like to ask three very specific questions to kind of get everything rolling. The first two, very simple, very easy. If you can't answer them, I'm going to have questions for you guys. But the third (laughs) one's always my favorite. So, the first two are, what is your name? The second is, when it comes to the difference between, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun, wacky, interesting factor, fun story about yourselves. That will hopefully make me laugh my ass off fall on of my chair hit my head on the table and give me a second concussion i've heard some crazy ones to give you guys some examples of a band chloroform their lead singer dragging him to a beach in florida burying him halfway in the sand making it look like his legs got cut off by a shark or something like that sprayed a bunch of like cats around make it look like fake blood or i've also heard one where the guys that i was talking to they were on tour um driving in the van guy in the front seat had to go relieve himself there was no rest area so he just went in a cup threw the cup out the window Want for the cup to come in through a different window and give the drummers sitting in the back row a golden shower that's some good stuff <laughs> so whichever one you guys are ready take it away
1: um well my name is cody frame um i play drums and the difference between and uh we're a uh, a brand new band so we don't really have really any crazy wacky stories together with us but uh I guess uh, one is I drive 11 hours to see them just to sit in the studio a lot and drink beers and write music. So that's pretty great. we just did that uh, last week, recorded a whole uh, uh, LP. It's going to be pretty sick. Um, but I have plenty of crazy wacky stories from Torrin and Ascent Like Wolves and just my other projects. Uh, one pretty funny one is we, uh, we played the show in uh, – Dothan or Dothan Alabama I'm, I'm ignorant I suck so hopefully I said it right but um it Alabama and we get there and it's like this like warehouse basically or like a like storage facility like in the middle of nowhere and we, we're like what the hell is this it's like on something like deliverance or something some crazy backwoods like area and then uh we think we got to the wrong spot then all of a sudden this guy shows up and just like a tuxedo sh- shirt this huge guy and he comes up to me he's like you in the band my name's Bullfrog and I was like <laughs> all right sick so anyway like i it was it was like a hardcore prom theme uh actually chris's band uh the other chris chris webbington our guitar player uh his band soft spoken played as well and it ended up being like this hardcore prom and it got it was probably the sloppiest show i've ever been to man like there was just people just like in this like storage facility turned venue like super diy backwoods thing there's like 80 80 kids there in like prom dresses and suits and holding like handles of whiskey, just drinking it and stuff like coming up to us on stage, pouring stuff on our mouth and whatnot. And like by the end of it, I was also the tour manager at the time. So I went to go get the money from uh, the, book- the booking agent, Bullfrog, who at this point in the night just was wearing a tuxedo shirt and literally no pants. Got just dicks ablazing, just happy-go-lucky, just looking me right in the eyes, just squaring up with me. <laughs> Just, yeah, man, you guys were great. So you, when you coming back, just like you want some of this whiskey and just man, it was. I had such a blast. Yet, <laughs> the bullfrog, if you're hearing this, I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that by the end of the night, the bullfrog was just straight shirt cocking it <laughs> like a toddler. Just uh, a tuxedo shirt and literally just completely naked below anything else in that. Just.
0: Well, I've got Lovely. a couple of weddings I have to go to in October this year for two very dear friends, and I feel like shirt cocking with a tuxedo t-shirt might be actually perfect attire for the first one I have to go to, so I Good. may have to take the inspiration from Bullfrog on that one. Bullfrog
1: knew how to party, so if you go there like that,
0: they're going to know you're ready to party. <laughs> well, it's yeah, I mean, it's like a tuxedo t-shirt. It's like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I tell you what, he was partying at that point, but how could you not?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! How could you not? It just makes perfect sense. And oh man, I, I I'm taking that idea for myself. Hell, I'm going to a couple of shows, and you know, right after we shoot this podcast as well, At a nice festival to go to. I'm gonna steal the tuxedo T-shirt out of my brother's closet, and potentially could be just doing what Bullfrog was doing at a whole entire rock music festival, hey, look, and I would really not be. <laughs> I, I would not be disappointed in myself. So thank you for the idea, Bullfrog. And again, Cody, thank you for that story. Yep. All right, Chris, it's your turn.
2: Um, okay. I'm the vocalist of the band The Difference Between. My name is Chris Roberts. And honestly, we're like Cody said, we're so new. We haven't had a lot of time together in the same room. Because Cody lives about 12 hours away. So you know, we have a really good time, but we haven't had a lot of time together yet. It's mostly just been writing, strictly writing. And I haven't toured since about 2007. So it's been a really long time. <laughs> a lot of those memories kind of escape. Escape my mind right now. Uh Touring with the Devil Wears Prada, which at the time they were super, you know, I don't know if they've changed or not, but they were, you know the Christian metal core, You know, I, I don't want to say for, forefront, but they were on that forefront and uh, playing at a satanic bookstore in Phoenix was pretty interesting. <laughs> really- I don't. Yeah, that was wh- like seeing everyone's reaction because it didn't really bother me at all. But I mean, a huge pentagram on the sign and the, the Baphomet and all this crazy shit all over the walls ended up being a great show, but it was still it was really like, oh, my God, what's going to happen?
0: No, understandable, especially with because at that time, I think it was like when it come, came to like Christian metalcore, you had like at the forefront of that was Devil Wears Prada. You had Under Oath as well. I think yeah. August Burns Red was just jumping into the prominence at that time as well. So it definitely is kind of odd, you know, seeing them and hearing that you guys toured at a, and performed at a satanic bookstore in Arizona.
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone was really cool. Like, I mean, the Prada guys did their thing and they always do their spiel right before they're set you know, no one booed or anything like that. Everyone was really open-minded. So that was kind of cool. Didn't expect that.
0: I, I mean, it, it, it seems like like just with the way that the world has worked, it seems like something you wouldn't expect. However, when it comes to music, especially anything within the rock and metal sphere and anything with the uh, subgenres that branch off of them, it's when you get people all together, it's people come from so many different places, so many different backgrounds, so many different ideals where You can be at a show and you can be saying next to someone who's the absolute opposite of you in terms of religious views, political affiliations, societal views, economic views, whatever it might be. But whoever's saying next to you, it's the fact that you connect with that same band that's going on stage. Nothing else really matters at that point, except you guys are going to enjoy having a good time watching that band play live. Absolutely. And that's why I'm happy to say that live shows are back. Woo! Yeah. Good one, yeah. And it's going to be fun. Not only that, but I mean... With everything that happened in 2020, as well, of course, you know touring was basically shut down across the whole entire world, and it's just getting back going once again. Everyone's kind of stuck in their house, and then you guys formed this band in 2020 during that quarantine time. So, what was it like forming this band? What was the whole entire inspiration behind it? And then not only that, but because I know Cody, you and uh, Chris Weddington were, formed this band. What was it like getting Chris, the one that's on the podcast right now, Chris Roberts, into the band? <laughs> all right this might be a little heavy-winded one but i'll
1: take this one um so like yeah, chris and i ha- chris webbington and i have been really really good friends for since our bands toured together in 2017 uh we've been doing like me- like we've had other projects and just uh, some like music music business endeavors together and then uh yeah i just kind of like was we kind of had frustrations with like trying to write with like new people and stuff and i just kind of sent him like uh this whole template i wrote on drums one day and i was just like hey see what you can do with this and then within like Day and a half, you sent me a completed song over top of the drums that I wrote for it, which, like, it's kind of backwards actually for writing. You normally don't write drums first, like, and structure a whole song based on drums. You normally like build it off a guitar part or something, you know? But so it was interesting, like, because I could have sent that same thing to like any number of guitar players and got like a whole bunch of entirely different songs, you know? But so, like, what was cool that Chris was able to play like that and write like that. And then it was, I really loved the stuff that he came out with. And then like, we just kind of kept doing it for fun for a while. We wrote like three more songs and like just the vibes were going really well The like, creativity. It was just super fun. Uh, I was kind of just to get get rid of some angst that we had during the quarantine of just not really been able to get all of our creativity out there, how we want it to, you know, I live in an apartment, so it's really hard for me to play drums. So it's like nice. I love writing drums on like MIDI and a computer. So get those creative ideas out. But anyway, yeah, we started getting a couple ideas together and we had about, like, three to four songs and then we were like, let's just do this, you know? Like, our bands kind of weren't really touring a lot. Um, Mystic Auras was, I was, like, about, was basically done at that time and, like, the the, uh, release cycle was going out for it, so I didn't really have a lot going on with that. So, yeah, it was really fun to get this together and then we started trying to get vocalists and, like, we had a bunch of ideas for it and we actually had, like, a, a tryout for it, but then, like, the guy we really wanted was Chris Roberts here. Um, just uh, him and the other Chris go way back just from like the Lexington, Kentucky music scene. I'm sure Chris can add a lot to this as well then, but um, yeah, they go way back and like, it just kind of worked out great. Chris did a uh, demo for the song. It sounded like fucking awesome. And yeah, it just kept going. Then, then like, I just, w- I just drove up uh, recorded the first of the songs I sent you back in March uh, like, I had to drive to Kentucky to record them, which is an 11 hour drive. So, that's pretty awful. Lots of me in my car just going, like, <laughs> driving straight in the mountains for a while. But uh, yeah, so I got down there, literally got there for a day, tracked the songs, then left. So, kind of sucked. I didn't get to see them too much. And then, like, uh, last week, actually, I just was down there for a whole week with them recording a full album. And it was just, like, great to hang out with everybody. But yeah, kind of an interesting, like, way to form a band. I've never written music this way. And I don't know, It's just, it's flowing really well and the creativity with it's really cool. It's just music we all want to listen to. We're not really
0: trying to be anything, you know? <laughs> but if everything seems like it's flowing very well with the creativity process and with the fact that you kind of, especially with that first song, you basically built it from the drums first instead of like from a guitar riff or just like a solo or kind of just based off of this certain chord progression that a guitar was going for, you really kind of brought a new kind of writing style to your repertoire as well in terms of, Writing for the difference between writing the couple of songs that you sent me, the two that are out, they're going to be out by the time this podcast comes out with both Envenom and Detach, along with what you guys have coming on in the debut LP for the difference between going forward. It's going to be interesting to see what you guys come up with, especially with kind of the, how the writing process started in a much different way than what would be expected.
1: Oh, for sure. I, I, I love it, honestly. I just, um, major props to Chris Wethington about just like writing guitar. Like writing guitar that way, I think it's really cool. I love it as a drummer. It's like, I don't know, it's just really, it's really challenging for me just to try to like put a whole song together on like drums and think in my head like, I wonder what Chris would play here, you know? And then he normally like I send him that, and he'll send me a draft, and I'll tweak the drums a little bit and like maybe move some parts around and like send it back. Just wild what you can do with the computer anymore. I can, I don't know, like write full songs with somebody in real time. That's like like a thousand miles away from me.
0: Yeah, it's like if you think like if the like I I remember I was talking with uh, Matt from Blacktop Mojo the other day and we were talking about what the whole entire thing with the pandemic came to working on music, creating it, writing it and being able to just work with different people. Not only that might be like real close to you in terms of just proximity during the pandemic, but further away with a computer and with the way that computing power was in 2020. It would have been a lot harder had we had to do this running off of Windows 95. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be impossible. (laughs) It it would be, it would potentially be harder than landing a man on the moon.
1: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I can't imagine writing like music like 20 years ago and then looking at it now and just being like, wow, (laughs) imagine what I could have done back then, you know, but (laughs) that's also the, why we have such an oversaturation of music though is because it's literally so easy to write just on a computer and, (laughs) but
0: yeah, but I'd rather have an oversaturation of it than have an undersaturation of it, because with, with, with an oversaturation of it, it's, yeah, you ha- there's so much more out there, and you have to stand out above the rest, but it's, you're getting a chance to see so many other bands that you have never would never have known about, because I'm thinking about it, like, I'll go even back 10 years ago from this time, and, of course, there were certain bands I listened to and I really knew, but trying to discover more bands was not as easy as it was as it is today as it was in 2020 when all of a sudden I was finding out, out all these different bands I had no clue of and got to start listening to and get to know and including jumping into this year as well. Hell that's how I found out about you guys with you guys reaching out to me being able to check it out. If I, I didn't hadn't had like you know a strong email presence and being able to like actually sure. look at this stuff in real time it, it, it 10 years ago this would have been, you know, something I probably might not have ever seen. And that would have been unfortunate because listening to those two songs, all I gotta say is damn ah, thanks dude but
1: i really appreciate that it's just a really wild what you can do with music anymore man like just how like i used to just find bands just from going to like fye listening stations and stuff you know <laughs> so whatever like band that was able to get their music in stores would get known so it often makes me wonder like how many bands just like were incredible that just slipped through the cracks they didn't have like a way to get their music out back then but
0: yeah because think about it like back in like 2000 i'll go back like let's go back 15 years like 2005 does so it? like or go back to 2001 when everybody been i mean go to music stores radio that was pretty much like your best guess i mean you could it, there were mp3s well like itunes but the problem was was It was, there was no like active, just like, you know, explore, search kind of thing. It's like, if you're going to search, you had to search for exactly what you knew. And the other big one was like video game soundtracks, because we all remember Guitar Hero. Hell, Good Charlotte got their big start because they were featured heavily on Madden 2000 or Madden 2001. Hell, Three Days nice. Grace being featured on NASCAR Thunder 2004 is the reason I got into Three Days Grace. Because I, I Hate Everything About You is the song they play every time you open that up. And then in SmackDown vs. Raw 2006, there were four songs with the 1X on there. So it just kept driving like that. But the thing is, is you go to today, it's so much easier with different like Spotify playlists, different curated plays, social media interaction. However, it is harder because there is just so much more out there. But then, again, like I said, I'd rather have much more out there to be able to potentially discover so many great bands instead of having less opportunity. And now it's like, unless if you're getting heavily supported or it's like you just really hit at the right time, it might be very hard for you to really break out.
1: A hundred percent. You just have to you have to find your niche and go with it. But yeah, man, I I, I kind of, I love looking forward every Friday to seeing, like, on Spotify, like, what albums came out. Like, Spotify's crazy.
0: Just, I don't know, it's just, like, Christmas every Friday to see what kind of crazy stuff came out that week, you know? Yeah, like, every single Friday, like, I already, like, know in my mind, it's just like, okay, this is what's coming out this Friday. How my friends, they're not even using Spotify anymore. They're just asking me, okay, what's coming out this Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm always on top of, like, oh, it's this, 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 this. Also, that's like, oh, what is this band announcing anything new? I'm like, yeah, they're announcing something new on this day. It's like, well, what is it? Well, it's probably going to be their new album. So here you go. (laughs) It's kind of fun. But going back to the band now, I got to go to Chris on this one, Chris, uh, because I know you toured a lot er earlier, you know, like you said, like you had toured like since 2007. What was it like with these guys reaching out to you, potentially getting into uh, this band and then joining the difference between and bringing your vocal set to the whole entire project?
2: Um, Chris tried a few times and I just wasn't interested in music at that point. Uh, I'd been out for so long that it just wasn't interesting to me at all, but, but I don't know why, but I started buying equipment, recording equipment and kind of recording on my own. Just, I wanted to actually learn how to sing a little bit. I want to learn how to play guitar and that was the best way to do it. And I just so happened to have the equipment when Chris started sending me their demos And I didn't know that they were writing like that. You know, to me, it sounded like they actually wrote the songs the way most bands do with guitar parts first. Um, Yeah. And it was just the mood I wanted musically. Really didn't have to take much convincing after that. But before I was kind of apprehensive.
0: I mean, understandable. You've been out for a a certain amount of time and. You know, especially as time goes on in life, priorities change, mindsets change, so you never know exactly what happens. But the fact that you had all that equipment as well when those demos got sent to you and you really connect with the sound and were able to give it a shot. And now, I mean, after what, 13, 14 years, you're pretty much going to be back into the fold and you're going to release a debut LP sometime soon and then potentially even go out on the road as well, tour with this to a point where all of a sudden people are going to be, you know, potentially lining up outside the doors at these clubs and being like, Hey, can, can, can we get in and listen to this band? But, uh, you don't have a ticket. Yeah. But can we still get in somehow here? Here's 15 <laughs> bucks, sir. Please, please let me in. Yeah. Hopefully.
2: <laughs> I, it's, I mean, sur- it, it's surreal. For me. I mean,
0: it absolutely has to be just because it, from, especially you, Chris, like from where you were, like, just re- pl- like recording music, playing music, performing for such a good period of time. And all of a sudden, having this long period of time off and then jumping back into it and jumping back into it. Now honestly seems like not the worst. actually a really good idea just because everyone else had to have like a year off from touring because of the COVID pandemic. So not only are you jumping back into this after like a longer period of time, every band is jumping in back into touring after a certain period of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like it's a good timing it, everything's just seemed to be timed right for um for us right now. A lot of bands, too, but like so we're so new, you know, it just seems like everything's perfect instead of struggling, like some of the bands I've been in where ev- it was just hurdle and everything happening, you know, like the, and the internet, I, I don't even know how we used to prepare to go to the studio 10, 12, 15 years ago. We would record on a laptop, but through just the speakers, It's like the actual microphone on the laptop. So it was terrible. You couldn't hear hardly anything, but that's how I used to have to write. But now it's so easy. Super, super blessed to have uh, the technology that we have.
0: And it's just embracing the technology that we have as well. And as times change, of course, you go 15 years in the future from now, the technology we're using is going to be incredibly obsolete. Like when I made the Windows 95 joke, I mean, if something like this were to happen, you know, 15 years from now, the whole like another pandemic or something like that, or like just hopefully it's never going to happen again in our lifetime. But like say there's like another like quick little mini shutdown and bands have to take two, three months off potentially are going to write something during that. You never know what kind of equipment where they're gonna end up using, what you guys are end up using, even recording 15 years down the line. But it's again being able to take advantage of the situation that you had with the equipment that you had in order to be able to record in a time where kind of have to be separating them. By the time you get able to come together and record, you guys all have a certain level of efficiency and a certain level of quality already to those demos. So you have a better idea of what to, instead of, like you said, Chris, recording into a laptop microphone and then having to play it back on the speakers and it's sounding, not going to lie, using those laptop speakers for anything or those microphones for anything. Very, very, very rough and scratchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't get a good sound. <laughs> not at all. But, of course, now that you guys are together and you guys have, at this point by the time, the podcast might likely have released... Two songs and Venom being the first one. I remember watching the YouTube video. It had the July 2nd date on it and Detach being the second one coming out on July 30th. I got to ask you guys this question. Which one do you want to talk about first? Because I dove deep into both these songs and I am more than happy to talk about both. Um, I think uh,
1: Detach is definitely going to be more of like the single. Like in Venom, it was kind of just like a really moody, just like... A I don't know just like a glimpse of kind of like foreshadowing what we're gonna do all of our songs sound pretty different they all kind of encapsulate that like old school like post-hardcore sound but like with the new age like post-hardcore production and stuff with it which is kind of what we're trying to do like uh really inspired by bands like uh like lower definition thursday oceana uh, I was trying to bring back that old school kind of thing um poison the well is a big one for me uh, but detach i think just really it just comes out right away with like a, It comes right in with the drums, just like right in with a like a, cor- a false chorus uh, has, pretty big breakdown in the middle. I think the chorus is really is structured really well. Um, but what I really like about like when detached, it's we're going to be releasing our, vol- our our songs in like volumes almost, like so it'll be like a single, then the next song that comes out after that will be like an interlude, then another single. So like the and venom is the the first EP. The first volume the difference between two different kinds of conflicts you know so each song kind of has its own conflict that's like <laughs> uh being portrayed throughout the throughout the whole ep and then the, the interlude ties them all together really well so it kind of creates a really nice kind of aesthetic to everything a vibe for each one of the volumes and like the artwork goes with that pretty well so um like then we're gonna have three more songs coming out uh pretty much gonna release a song every month for a while and then like put them all together with volumes uh, to make a full LP that has like, they all relate to, you know, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be pretty cool and unique and add some more depth than bands just putting out like singles every time, you know, just like kind of throwing singles out all the time. But um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that I think they both kind of go together really well. Like when you hear them with the interlude in between them, they like flow together really well. Uh, but yeah, I think The is definitely the stronger song. I'm really stoked to see when it comes out and how people like it. But I think In Venom was a great, starter for people to check out our band a nice debut song
0: i think within venom it really did a good job to really bring that out specifically kind of give that overall introduction to the band at some point as well because i mean i'm just taking a look through my notes right now because there i'll put it this way there, there's a lot of notes on this song whenever i look at a song in deep there's usually about like a page to a page and a half And even taking a look at like In Venom to start out with because you go to that intro because it starts with that slightly heavier guitar to start with the volume in a way to give off more of this somewhat painful vibe. And you take a look at the song overall, especially in the me when you go through the whole entire thing with In Venom. I'm like just that little part in there. It's the this painful little riff starts off the song in two seconds, but it sets up the tone overall right away straightforward. So I'm just like, holy shit, here we freaking go because you're already getting that absolute feel just right off the beginning. And then, of course, you go into the verse on the song and, like, you get more of this melodic metalcore drumming style from yourself, Cody. But the guitars are playing this heavier, more melodic style that older post-hardcore soundings would really have. And, like, but the key is to achieve the emotion of the song by maintaining that painful distortion from the intro and doing so with a little more of a louder prominence on the volume. So you're feeling this pain certainly becoming stronger. So you're kind of getting this feel of, like, you know, this, you're getting a little bit of that, like, mostly post-hardcore mix, a little bit of metalcore technically in the back. But it feels like it's more melodic to really fit in there nicely. But just as an introduction point, the thing that really took me by surprise was as an introduction point, you're really showing that you guys are able to create songs just from an instrumental standpoint to really bring out every single emotion you want in that song and just have everyone really be able to guide through those emotions that they're listening to as they go forward. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I appreciate your uh, deep dive into it. Well, I can yeah. keep going if you want me to, and then I can go into Chris's vocals cool. afterwards and have some fun with it. <laughs> uh, no, don't worry. like because And I'll go to the pre-chorus as well because the drums, they got louder and they got more of like a fill bass and like a metalcore sense. The guitars keep up the same sound away that gives off more of the painful feel of the song. And I really like the way this worked as well because you're creating more of this urgency behind that heaviness of the song, the entire message of some sort of manipulation. It provides a heavier feel of the song then then it lets the transition to the chorus work much better with more of that intro style guitar now we get to the chorus we go back to that more melodic post hardcore style from the guitars the drums, go, the drums go more melodic as well once again and it really fits alongside those post hardcore guitars because it's all about the pace at this point point. and when you get to the chorus with the instrumentals it's all about the pace and it really lets the pain shine bright through the instrumentals i love the move that is done here because it provides a lot of power to the song With more of a melancholic feel as you realize what has happened and have no will to change it because you feel like you can't change whatever manipulated you. So you kind of get this whole entire just like blowback feel by it just from the instrumentals. But it's just the way that it's melodically broken down in that chorus really makes that emotion just stand out right forward from you. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) and that's just and that's and that's just that's just one part of that song because of course that's the instrumentals right there now i gotta go to the vocals and i wonder what chris is gonna have to say about this because we'll see what happens (laughs) (laughs) i might be setting up just it like in a bait and switch kind of thing being like oh this isn't this this doesn't seem like Kevin's gonna like it but let me tell you when you listen in venom you get to the verses and chris i got you play with more of this full feel clean cell vocal that really fills out more of the song but there were those unclean vocals that were layered underneath your vocals. And I am not gonna lie, this is what I wrote. Holy crap, does this work well? It's because those unclean vocals seem like, you know, like there's some sort of manipulation coming for you, but they're so much under the they're layered under the cleaner vocals so much more, and because they haven't fully wrapped themselves around you, and the melodic style of the vocals add to the sinking and feeling of that manipulation. And it's the way that the mix was where your clean vocals were much more. You know, prominent above those unclean vocals that really gave this whole entire just more full feel to the song. But those unclean vocals just provide a lot more power to let your clean vocals really shine through. But not only that, those unclean vocals that were behind it also gave this other deeper feel to the song, like something else was gonna come for you. So there was a little bit of a creepiness vibe to it, but it really fit in so well with the theme that when you listen to it, you really start to feel like there's something coming for you even under your even like that's right under your clean vocals. It was something that I really was a big fan of.
2: That I mean, dude, thank you. Seriously, you described everything that I kind of wanted to come up, you know, have have come out in that song, because that was the first song that I tracked vocals for the first song I wrote vocals for for them. So that was a learning process. So a lot of that was an accident. (laughs) A lot of it was me not remembering what to do behind a microphone especially in that kind of style. So I was relearning how to scream, relearning how to like sing and project and have you know different moods for it. Um, I'm really happy that it turned out the way it did, especially the you liking the heavy vocals behind it. I, I just wanted to scream to have that be an atmosphere and not just to scream for screaming sake, because I've done it a million times and I just wanted it to be one instrument. You know, just using it as a noise in the background, but it's like you can feel how, I guess, upset I was when I wrote those lyrics. Or, you know, where I was when I wrote those lyrics, I, I want you to be able to feel that. That's the goal. And so. when it comes down to when
0: you're putting your whole self into a song like that, when you're putting your whole self in the lyrics and put your whole self into the whole entire vocal pattern behind it, and you're really driving the emotion from something more personal it's going to come out in the vocals. It's going to come out in the song. It's come out in the layering of this. And we're really going to be able to feel the genuineness of it. If you're really being forthright and really being upfront with it, which clearly you were. And the instrumentals from the backing really helped express that as well, especially with them being a more melodic build. So, I I mean, I thought it worked out perfectly with going with that. And because I was wondering, like, if you're doing the cleans, who's doing the uncleans in the back? But if you layered them both on yourself, I mean, now it makes a lot more sense because especially with the way the song is built, giving those unclean vocals kind of like it, it's kind of like your inner voice in a way that's kind of ready to kind of like manipulate and wrap around you. So I love the idea behind it as well, because then you go to the pre-chorus and you get the melodic heavy uncleans over the melodic cleans at the same time as well. So now it's like the mix is reversed. And I was like, with the heavier backing at this point, we feel like the manipulation tactics are really being able to take hold of you here. And we really get to feel the pain that is going to be felt here. It's heavy, but it's well done to, the, to really get that contrast from what the verses were showing as well, where it's kind of like the progression of manipulation coming after you.
2: I'm still, I'm speechless. That's that, <laughs> that's cra- That's crazy, man. Just to have someone go through your... I'm used to people not reading the lyrics. I'm used to people just... Sing, you see people at shows sing along. They don't know the words. So like you you really never know how much someone's paying attention to what you're saying. So I dude, I, I appreciate you, you know, reading that that deeply into it because I we really actually thought about these songs. So thank you.
0: Well, usually what I do with these is like whenever I try and dive deep into is I always start out by trying to really take a listen to the song first and really figure out where the lyrics are going with this and what they're trying to express. But I'll also listen to the song at the same point as well, because you can always get a little bit more of an emotion behind it as well. you are trying to figure that out. And then after I figure out what the meaning I think is, not only the song, but then also, because I always end up relating to myself at some point to add a little more context to it. Then I go through the instrumentals then I go through the vocals after that. And I figure out how they really piece it together. Like when I talk with, I mean, I'm going to talk about with Cody and this band, Ascent Like Wolves. When I talked with uh, Nick about the song Telephone, I mean, that one just took me and just hit me personally. But it was why it was how I read through it and how I went through it. Hell, I still listen to that song, and it still hits me hard. I mean, it, it hurts, but it hurts really good. I'm not going to lie. But it's just like with this one, with Venom." I mean, it was the same kind of thing where you can really feel the emotion behind it. Because when you go to the chorus, because the melodic cleans really come back in full force with some uncleans really drop back in the layering of the song. And I'm like this works out really well because you feel like you're getting that realization point of the message of the song that you need to make some sort of change but the unclean vocals represent the manipulation embedded inside you and there's really nothing you can do now because it's so stuck in you they go that deep and the kind of like electric guitar distortion that's also in that point as well really helps add to the vocal tone right here so it really amplifies the vocal tone in more of a kind of like especially the clean ones more of a comparison style so you finally feel like you get to that realization point of what's going on but that manipulation whatever the outside forces is is already embedded in you and you can feel that in the vocals especially with those uncleans being dropped back once again
2: nailed it again <laughs> man <laughs> It's like he read the lyrics.
0: I did read the lyrics. (laughs) I
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you don't think I'm, you know, unhinged or anything. Just trying to to be honest out there. No, absolutely.
0: I mean, I wouldn't think you're unhinged. The reason for that is because I've gone through so many different songs over the past, like, three years doing this. I've gone through so much music. But the music I connect with the most when people show their, like, true selves, show their openness and really go and dive deep into it. Because then we're really able to connect with it so much closer, so much better. We are able to use those songs to potentially realize certain things about ourselves and our lives and go forward and really understand what the hell is going on. I mean, I'll go back to, I'll throw it back to even like with Cody with the Scent Like Wolves and his, and that band that he's also working with there, with that song Telephone. I still listen to that because it's just the way that it's layered and the way that the chorus hits, it's just absolutely nuts with how that really impacts you when you listen to the lyrics and you really understand what it comes to you. I've in 2020 listening to certain songs, like I mean, one of the biggest songs, Above My Head by the band uh, Polaris. That basically, like, I went through the lyrics on that one. Just I listened in the car once and I'm like, I kind of wanted to try and just go back to so it. like, what did I just listen to? I went back to it again and I really started paying attention to the lyrics and it described the depression I went through in 2017 to perfection. And with the way the tone was, I'm like, holy crap, how the hell is this song doing this? So I love when bands just open up like that because then we get to relate to other things that are going on within ourselves and give ourselves this more known prospect behind it and give ourselves to basically kind of like a feeling that we're not the only ones that go through something like that. It really hits home. And especially within Venom, I want to go to detach real soon because I want to make sure we get to that one. but. With Invent, I got to go to the bridge as well because you had the uncleans and cleans doing this more call and response kind of style, but the uncleans had much more power behind them, and now it's like the manipulation takeover in your mind is complete, and this all hits you with more power all based in that guitar tone, and honestly, it puts all the pieces together on this song where I'm like, holy crap, Invenom is the perfect name for this song. The theme and how it is brought forward through the vocals, through the more melodic instrumentals, and through the way the pre-chorus really takes a little bit more of a charge behind there to kind of give a more differentiation. Between the verse and the chorus, really sets it out there. So for this to be the opening song to try and introduce your band to the world, holy <laughs> shit, you guys did it! Man, you're blowing my confidence and ego up, man. I love it. <laughs> right? and it's you, get so little, and you get like a little like air pump here that says your ego and just start like inflating it. <laughs> I'll explode, man. Can't.
1: <laughs> no, but I really appreciate that, man. We were kind of worried because I don't know. We just kind of never with writing this band, we didn't really put a lot of effort into like what we're not like going for like, a, we want to sound exactly like this band or something. Or like, I just want to be like a metal. We shouldn't do this because like, it won't sound like the genre we're going for. Like we just wrote music to have fun with it. You know, like I wrote drum parts that I'd want to play all the time. Like, I mean, so that's how Chris, Chris was soft-spoken uh, Chris Webbington. Like his basically he just tried to do everything that wasn't soft-spoken. <laughs> it was just like, really, I was trying to write drum parts where I'm like, what would a scent like wolves not do here <laughs> just to try to like be fun with it and keep me going. But, uh, yeah, man, like hearing all this is great. It's just uh, refreshing that what we're putting out is cool. <laughs> it's like an old style, you know?
0: <laughs> it, it definitely did have an older post-hardcore style to it, but it did have a little bit of a newer taste to it. And especially when it came to uh, In Venom, I mean, it was, to me, it was not only the layering of the clean, unclean vocals, but it was just the way that that little bit more of like a metalcore style drumming was brought into the pre-chorus as well to kind of give a little bit more of a more modern flavor in a way given the fact that it's right now it seems like there's a lot of, there's like kind of like a resurgence in metalcore in a way because there's so many other oh bands God. that are coming out right now. So it kind of gives this older kind of post hardcore sound that you guys were looking at a little bit more of this modern touch to it. So it doesn't sound like, Oh, it sounds sound like this sounds like thrice again. No, you don't, you're not going for something like that. You're going for something a little bit more of a, exactly what you want to do, which is whatever the hell you want to do.
1: Yeah. You're going for nostalgic, but fresh. Yeah.
0: And everyone loves some nostalgia, but nostalgia only lasts so long, and all of a sudden you bring in some fresh. It's like, ooh, this is old and new at the same time. Oh, fucking right. Hell yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, music goes in, like, cycles. You know, it's just, like, fashion or, like, anything, I guess. I'm hoping that there could be, like, a new post-hardcore resurgence just because that's what I love. So I'm hoping.
0: (laughs) There very well could be. I've been having a good amount of (laughs) post-hardcore bands on this podcast recently, listening to some of the stuff they're coming out with. I'm just looking like there could definitely be a little bit of a resurgence here. Hopefully. But hell yeah, man. But now there's another song. I'd love to talk to you guys about, especially after going as the deep within venom and that is detached. So I'm going to ask this question, especially because I want to see where the, if we, where the similarities are, where the difference is. And of course, when I said, I go through songs, the first thing I try and find out is the meaning. Now, I couldn't look at the lyrics of this song because I couldn't, there were no lyrics out at the time when I was refining this, but <laughs> yeah. I did listen to this thing probably like five or six times really trying to understand it. So I got to ask, when you guys were writing this song, when you came up with the whole entire idea for it, what was going to be the meaning behind this song? And I want to see how close I either got to it or where kind of we straight off. But then again, it all depends upon how we take songs and how our mindsets work and how the uh, life experience that we had influences us.
1: Cool want to
2: take that one Chris <laughs> yeah all right um so like Cody said they're they're kind of a common theme within the two songs as a uh a um a volume with the interlude uh so Detach is kind of the acceptance version of that story or not version but you know it's the acceptance part of that after the the anger the all the self-destructive things that you do when you're angry and drunk and depressed and you're just making all the wrong decisions. And then you kind of got to wake up and sober up and realize like what you did. And then that's when it really, (laughs) that's when it really gets bad for me, I guess, you know, seeing the aftermath of what I did and the bridges I burned and relationships I destroyed because of the dumb shit I was doing when I was, Drunk and lashing out and not communicating with people. I didn't have any outlets, nothing like that. So, I mean, it's really just the acceptance of like, this is bad. You, you, you need to do something. And uh, it's still kind of following the theme of um, depending on, you know, substances like alcohol and stuff like that to kind of numb it. I guess you don't think as much. But I mean, again, it's a crutch, so it's going to come with more consequences. Even if you're trying to manage it, even if you're not going out and getting, you know, butthoused and breaking things, you know, sitting at home depressed drinking, it's not good either. Yeah, because if you're sitting at home depressed drinking, I've been through that
0: before as well. It, it it's like you're not going out and physically destroying stuff, but it's like you're destroying your own inner self at some point as well because you're kind of destroying your body by drinking so much and not really doing anything outside of that. You're kind of destroying some relationships around because you're being so shut off and so closed off from everything else. I can easily see where that comes. Where I took the song was a similar route, but I was a little bit more specific with what you were talking about because you're talking about like, you know, different things you've done, you realize the consequences like different like bridges you burn. I went with more of the kind of the relationships that you've lost. And I took a little bit of a deeper kind of style with that. Cause I'm like, I feel like it's removing the feelings that you had when someone to have like removing the feelings you have for someone that no longer feels for you anymore. Similar. Like, you know, if you're in a relationship or something, all of a sudden, you end up breaking up with the person that you're with and one person really wants to just be still make it work and the other person kind of is standoffish. And all of a sudden then after a certain while, the roles completely flip where the other person moved on and you haven't yet and you have to deal with the loss. And where this song shows the struggle to detach from those emotions in order to move forward in life. Again, the reason why I went down that road a little bit more is because that's a little bit more personal to what I had to deal with back in 2017. So again, it's all dependent upon how you take a look at per, what you've done personally in life and relate to these songs. However, where we all come together is the fact that there is a core message behind there, which is detaching from potentially you know negative emotions, negative feelings, negative uh, attributes, negative um, actions, and removing them from yourself. So there is a similarity there, but it all, again, it all depends upon where our specifics go to get to that same core emotion at the uh, base of the song.
2: And uh, detaching from people that actually should matter to you. I mean, there's a negative side to it, too. I mean, detaching from, like, family or, you know, because you can't even, like, you can't even talk to them about it, really. I I can't, you know. So it's, you kind of shut yourself off, like you said. and, And you can even detach yourself, like, from just being social with people, like you just kind of walk around with blinders on, you don't really socialize with anybody either. So you're almost detached from society at that point and really starts to, you know, really just starts to mess things up.
0: Yeah. So even you could go out at some point as well and try and connect with people, be social, but it seems like you're on autopilot at that point, just your, your body's there, but your mind is not. Right. And it really then all of a sudden it's like people kind of just if, if you're not doing that and you're with it, your friends, some of your friends are going to stop inviting you out just because it's OK, he's coming out with us, but he's just not there. Just like, emo- like emotionally and like mentally, he is just not present to be in that social situation at that point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it took a lot of things to get me out of that, but uh, mixed martial arts, best thing for depression. Definitely. I recommend it.
0: Well, I'm going to add to that mixed martial arts and music because music was the thing for me. Absolutely. what's safer? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, I, I know friends that do mixed martial arts as well, and they absolutely love it. So I, I'm all for it because there is a certain like emotional and mental release that you get when all of a sudden and even a little bit of a physical one as well, when all of a sudden you're, you know, basically you have that physical contact, you know, it might be kick and punch or for me. Jump into a mosh pit and going an absolutely ape shit. There's, there's some sort of like mental clarity that just happens in those moments that just really, 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 really helps. So for the past like year, almost year and a half ish, I've been missing out on that. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Back into it. I'm now jumping into the as well because now it's time for me to break this one down for you all and with these guys here as well. And of course, start out with the instrumentals because. The intro to this one was a lot different from InVision because you got this quick drum fill, but the consistent hits on the toms, a little bit of a heavier sound to them, really give off some of that deeper feeling of the song. And I even put, oh boy, here we go again. You're going to feel the emotions of this one. We are starting out with this in a much heavier sense, but then we were brought into something much heavier with more of a drum fill sound, a lighter guitar to really take us in the verse. So we're getting a heavier, but a little bit more of this like differentiation style than we got in the previous one. So I'm like, okay, this is a little bit different. Let's see where this goes. We get into the verses, and the guitar, they play a lot more of this melodic, lighter, and laid-back style, while the drums take more of this forefront as they play with more of this style-based and fill. So you're kind of getting a little more of a dynamic style from the drums here. And I really like this move because with the more melodic style of the guitars and on the vocals, which we'll get to in a bit, the drums keep up this faster pace that really stands out for more of the positive side of life. But then you get to the second verse, we get the whole second ver- second half of that second verse with the filling drums, heavier guitars that match up with the drumming pace a lot more. And again, I find this to be a rather cool piece because it prevents the song from being oversaturated with softer guitars and more filled bass drums. It's not going to feel like a run-on sentence at this point. We're getting a little bit more of this differentiation, a little bit more of this diversity within the song right here as well, especially going into the verses. So I'm like, we're seeing a little bit more of this dynamic from the drums, but then all of a sudden we kind of get into the second verse, like okay, we're getting a little bit more of a buildup, and then we hit the second half, and it's a lot more heavy, a little bit heavier, especially from the guitars. The drumming really fits in with the pace of the guitar as well, so we're really getting more of this full feel right behind it, and it doesn't feel like the song is going to be oversaturated with a sameness. There's definitely more dynamic part to it right here. Hell yeah, nailed <laughs> <laughs> <I'm good>. it. <laughs> Nailed it once again, man! I'm on a roll. Just I, I need to get like I'm gonna be like Limp Bizkit right now. I'm just gonna keep rolling, rolling, rolling.
1: <laughs> Talk about that Limp Bizkit Spirit Box tour, man! What?
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> hell yeah! What yeah, a that, tour
1: package! <laughs>
0: that 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 is one of the most insane tour packs.
2: I've yeah, ever I, seen. I was like,
0: is this is this a joke? <laughs> I'm so stoked! I'm gonna go. I'm I'm thinking about going when they're playing in Chicago, but I'm like I'm not necessarily sure because I will be seeing Limp Biscuit at Rock Fest in Wisconsin. And, oh, then, sure. and then Spirit Box is playing at Blue Ridge, and my I'm going out there for all four days, my friend's like, okay, there's certain bands that he does not want to miss, and Spirit Box is one of them. And I'm like, I only put two bands on my I'm not missing them list whatsoever. And yeah, I don't think Spirit Box is playing on any of those days, so it's very yeah. possible.
1: Well, hopefully it's him I can't wait to see
0: him, but it'll, we'll
1: keep it'll, rolling though, yeah? <laughs> Limp
0: yeah. We'll just keep rolling like Limp Biscuit. righty, so keep rolling, rolling, rolling again. So here we go, and we're going to go into the chorus because the drums stay with more of that fill style, and the guitars pick up a little bit more of the roughness, but the drums still stay more prevalent in the chorus as well. And I like the drums once again. They're providing that feeling of this change needing to be made on the song, but the song is also reminding me of more melodic post-hardcore style of a band, Throw the Fight. I'm not going to lie, I find that to be incredibly cool right here because... Actually, to like throw the fight as well. I'm like, this is kind of like a post-hardcore melodic style of this. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks. So I'm gonna keep. Yeah, I mean, I can just keep going and going and going. Yeah, again, I, like the Energizer Bunny on this, just keep going and going and I'm going. Cool up, yeah. <laughs> so then we get to the. We even get to the bridge of the song. The drums get even more fill bass on the snare, but then we are led into something much heavier, like a more melodic metalcore and post-hardcore song given together with the heavier guitars and it again adds to the heaviness of the song and it really needs to be here like we have with that second verse but the song potentially getting stale as it drives on further it's giving more diversity to the song it's giving more of this powerful feel to the song right here so i'm like i am all for this every step of the way you can't tell me i'm not for this this is just the way to go even the outro sees this more consistent drum line with the melodic letter guitars really leading us through the outro And I'm like, this is a little bit of a welcome change because we're seeing this detachment feel overall because now we had this more dynamic drumming throughout the whole entire song until the outro where it flips, kind of back to what you'd expect, kind of having a little more of that drumming being the bass and guitars being a little more of the forefront style. So now we're seeing more of this detachment happening from the entire song as we're led to the outro. So it's kind of like that detachment of what you need to be detaching from is happening right at the end of the song. And now you're leading into more of this moment of mental clarity. You hit the
1: nail on the head for how I wanted the drums and guitar to be, I wanted to slowly like kind of break down where it's like getting less and less complicated. The drums are just still driving anything. And it just ends on just the dun, 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 dun. Just like rides it out like that. And I think it's just, it's like you said, it's just
0: totally detached then, you know, it's like the
1: drums detach completely from the rest of the music.
0: But yeah. And it's, it's need to be that way to really make sure everything <laughs> stands out. And then now it's time to talk to, to Chris over here about these vocals <laughs> and let's see what we do on this one because we go to the intro of the song and there's a heavier unclean vocal over the lighter cleans and the cleans really stay further in the background, very similar to like what we had with the pre-chorus from in, uh, Invenom. And I'm like, I totally get this move because we are using this to show the anger motion of having to detach from someone or something and realizing that it has to be done. So it's just like the anger is really being brought out here but you're seeing that clean vocal in the back kind of be that little bit of moment of clarity at the same point as well. So we're seeing a little bit more of the reverse than what we saw from the core of Venom. But again, it works out to really just set the tone of the song from here.
2: Thank you. That's definitely my favorite song so far. So yeah, I like, I like hearing good things about that. That's, that's nice.
0: And I can just keep going. Cause we got in the verses, you go with this lighter clean style with this lighter, higher pitch and play in the more melodic style that the guitars are creating. But the payoff is so well with the underlying filling drums to make this really stand out with the realization of what has happened and that you have to remove those feelings and those emotions in order to really move forward. So you have that detachment moment. But in the second half of the second verse, the instrumentals pick up and the vocals go unclean. Again, it's needed need to prevent the song from not only going hell, but showing that anger once again to the emotions being felt. It's heavy, but it shows the struggle to let go of those feelings and let go of those emotions, let go of those potentially harmful things. So you're bringing back that anger once again, because when it comes to letting go of those things, it is not easy. It is tough. We've all gone through it and it's like, oh, you know, it's not good for you. Why don't you let go of it? because it's not that easy there's a certain like emotional investment that you've made in those and they're so deeply rooted within you that it's hard to remove those it's hard to detach from those and that anger in those unclean vocals of the second half of the second verse absolutely show that
2: you nailed it uh <laughs> i mean we're gonna keep saying that because you're you're, definitely, you to, <laughs> you're great man um yeah, it's like you said, it, it's not overnight and it's not going to happen quick and you're going to have weeks and months of just getting shit on. And I mean, just really how you react to it. <laughs> that That's everything. But in the storm, you don't always think of that. Um, you know, it's pretty much it. You, you nailed it, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely relate to that as well because, like, I take a look at the end of June of 2017, all of a sudden everything start, was really just not going well for me. I'm like, okay, is this ever going to end? And all of a sudden, as the second half of 2017 rolled on, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it was kind of like mentally I was creating that, wor- that horribleness for myself. And it got to a point where all of a sudden on Thanksgiving 2017, even with my whole entire family at the house, I tried taking my own life twice. So it really got to me heavy. It got to me hard to the point where it was there was something that had to be done. There was some kind of change that had to be made and if on honestly, the change that needed to be made is the thing I am doing right now, which is working on music and talking to guys like you talk about music as much as possible and just really trying to get people into rock metal and all their subgenres as much as possible and all the great bands that are coming out as well because that's what I that's what I fell in love with. That's what I love to do. That's what I want to do. So I finally found something I want to do, found something that made me happy. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not letting go of this. I am driving forward on this. I'm not stopping.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's,
0: that's
2: awesome. Look at me. It's awesome out. to see someone really care about what they do. I love that.
0: I mean I get that like whenever I talk to any band on the podcast you can always tell that all these bands they really take so much pride in what they do. You guys take so much pride, so much emotional, you know, investment in what you guys are doing. And especially when we get songs like what you guys are producing right now with the difference between it, it is the it is the difference between good music and great music. <laughs> i I had to throw that in there just because i'm like there's got to be sometime i got i can use the difference between at some point like there it is it because when you guys are putting so much into these songs and so much emotion to these songs and really understanding how to drive off of that this is what's really coming to the forefront because even we get to the chorus chris you do this like call and response on yourself with the clean vocals and then even some higher cleans as well with some heavy unclean vocals in the background and accenting everything It really gives the song, again, this like throw the fight feel, but it shows the multiple motions going through detachment from someone, something, whatever it might be. And if you're a fan of throw the fight at all, if you like anything they've ever done, even just one song, detach by there's between, you're going to get into this the band just based off of this song it is easily gonna happen even going into the bridge we get the heavy uncleans once again and this does the same thing that the second half of verse number two does you change the song to prevent it from getting stale once again but bringing that heaviness to bring that anger emotion once again is absolutely done to the right way it is the way you need it to be on this song and you absolutely hit it
1: hell yeah man means a lot (laughs) weird writing drums or writing songs just drums (laughs) like you you don't know how the structure is going to go i'm always just like well hopefully chris does this year but (laughs) (laughs) it always seems to work out though i don't know we just we we vibe really well and uh but yeah it's just crazy like when you find your vite like like your your vice to cope with stuff like how how that can change your life like i mean like going back to what you said before like just like you finding your podcast like me finding music i had a lot of rough times i gave up on music entirely at one point and like came back to it just by like get, like kind of similar to us hitting chris up someone hit me up and i like completely gave up it was like a depressed piece of shit like hated myself you know and then like it, i just like i, I hated that i gave up on it and but it like felt good to give up i don't know it was like a weird kind of dissonant thing but then like all of a sudden i got wrote back into it with a scent like wolves like literally changed my life completely for like the better, like a whole different path I went on. Um, and like so much happier now I've got more confidence in myself. Just like, it's just great when you finally find that thing that you're passionate about, you know, just like, actually just feels great to go with it, you know, but well, like, I, can t- I can tell you have such a passion for what you're doing here.
0: Just uh, based upon these
1: descriptions <laughs> and reviews, man, I love it.
0: <laughs> well, well, thank you. And I yeah. absolutely agree. Cause even like during that, like 2017 period when everything was going wrong though, like the one consistent thing I had was, I was listening to, like, I was only listening to, like, Skillet, Older 30 Seconds of Mars, and The Wolves Down by Rise Against. Because I, even though Rise Against, I love the band, they're my favorite band. I was not listening to anything that they're like, anything before 2017. Because I was, even though I'd listened to everything from a lot of the emotions I had from the previous year and everything was going wrong, it was tied to a lot of that emotion. A lot of songs. I'm like, I'm just really depressed behind all this. It just wasn't good. I decided to t- try and find a way to take the band back for myself. So I went to go see a live show. The first one to go see a live show by myself. And once I went on stage, that hour and 15 minutes, right when the first note hit, I'd forgotten anything that was bad. I'd forgotten anything that was wrong. So I'm like, and things kept getting worse down the line, but at least I had that to really hold on to. And it was trying to figure out something to find for myself what to do. And I got the idea by... I bought it an Amazon Alexa, and I was like, okay, what?" Can, I like asked Alexa hey, play Rise Against, and I got an idea for something, and I started talking to some people, figuring out what the idea was, and I started building on that to the point where the initial idea was just to do like a whole song of the day thing and just bring people new music to a point where all of a sudden that built into a YouTube channel, that built into this whole entire podcast, that built into everything else I'm doing, even these uh, cover videos I'm doing of, I take a recorder and put it over vocals of some song. Like I think my favorite one is the one I did with the final episode by asking Alexandra where I just go absolutely nuts or the one I did of given up by Lincoln park where I pass out through the screen because I could not hold the note that long, but it's just, I have so much fun doing this. Like I'm doing this for myself as well. There's purpose behind this similar what you did Cody. When it comes to just getting back into music and kind of being brought back into it, it gave you this purpose. It gave you this confidence. It gave you what you want to do in life back. It gave you your happiness back. So it just is something where, it could be anything you you could think of it is. For us, guys, for us the three of us here, it was music. It, it was some kind of music, but it could be anything else for anybody else listening to this. So if you're going through something that might be hard, might be going through depression, might be going through some of those suicidal tendencies, might be going through something very rough in life, listen to music and listen to music that honestly opens up by a lot of stuff. Rock and metal is perfect in a lot of the subgenres, A lot of stuff have been hearing in post-hardcore lately has really hit on a lot of this, especially from more of this openness and more of this really raw and real standpoint. So it will help you not only make sense of your emotions, but also let you get in deeper with them and understand where to go from there and kind of a guide to keep going forward. For sure. Oh shoot. Is my, did the, the video cut out on us right at the end of this? That is not what I wanted. I got you guys back. Yeah, I I, nothing happened on my screen for you, but oh, my my screen went out, and I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff where I I, my my mobile hotspot turned off and the thing went off as well. So at least it wasn't that big of a of a a drop. So but again, everyone that's listening to this, it's just honestly, (laughs) if you're going through some some stuff where it comes to you're struggling with certain things, most struggling, potentially with depression, whatever it might be, Listen to the songs from the difference between and really understand, really get in deep with them. Honestly, it is something where and any kind of music as well that really talks really genuine, really raw. Honestly, anything in rock and metal in the subgenres really hit home on
2: this. I, I mean, you'll that. find you, you'll find it, man. You just got to try. You just got to listen to music and you'll find something that, you know, metal, rock. You'll find that song. Well, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll always find it. It's
0: just you kind of got to go out and look for it. However, with the way music is today, the streaming services, YouTube, just with people talking about it a lot, you can easily find something that you can really attach yourself to. And, heck, honestly, if anyone's out there listening, you know, if you need some suggestions, just comment on the uh, podcast, comment on anything that we post about this podcast, comment on anything and ask for suggestions. I'm more than happy to help. <laughs>
1: Sam, I will always rant about music to anybody.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. Just pretty much like what we did here. And <laughs> I'm I'm honestly so happy we did because you guys, especially with, we started being we able to release like, you know, kind of this in a little bit of like a, like that chapter kind of way. Where it's like, okay, this song's kind of like you have the song, your lewd song and really get into the whole entire vibe of it. Kind of similar to what, if people are kind of looking at this, a little bit similar to like what Of Mice and Men had, has been doing in 2021 with three EPs that kind of comprise a whole album. It's kind of has a similar feel, but the idea is you're getting three, complete, you're getting like multiple, complete different mindsets, complete different stories and complete different emotions that are being talked about. So really got, dive deep and really give yourself an understanding of what's going on within not only what the band is talking about, but also within yourself at the same point.
1: For sure. We really hope every volume kind of like when you put them all together, like really just encapsulates just like the whole like human condition, you know, just the whole human experience, you know, just different emotions you feel and places in your life that you go to and stuff but i think with all all three of them then the final album when it comes out and they get put all together it's going to be really cool i think it'll have a lot of depth to it
0: well i mean i'm excited to hear that and excited when the whole entire lp comes out so we're again For everyone listening, because by the time this comes out, I think both singles will be out. So I know Invenom is out right now. It came out on July 2nd, so go check that out. Detach comes out on July 30th, so if this podcast you're listening to after July 30th, be sure to go and take a look at that song as well, along with the interlude that's going to be coming in between. And make sure you're keeping in touch with the difference between mostly because, well, you just heard me run through these two songs, and they hit deep, but they are well-crafted to the point where everything fits and everything hits on that emotion with a completely different writing style than what you'd expect with the drums being written first. So it seems like this band has that well, you guys have this kind of different writing style, but it shows that you guys really work well with it, especially off of these two songs. I'm very curious to see what you guys have coming forward and none of that. But then with you guys being able to get together, potentially hit the road sometime soon, see what you guys do with this stuff live.
1: Heck yeah, man. Yeah. We're really excited for it. We have a, A lot of plans coming up with all of it we just gotta get it all released and uh hit the road with it but pretty stoked on everything i
0: was like i I could ask you about future plans but if nothing is concrete then i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna hear anything and i then i don't want to hear anything (laughs) if nothing's concrete
1: yeah it's just a little too new and just with like everything open it like uh where i'm from just like completely opened up so it's just kind of i don't know it's it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit (laughs) but we have a I got like booking agent already and stuff and we're we're all ready to go at it
0: hard. So (laughs) that that makes total sense. So guys, as we bring this incredible podcast to a close, one thing I would like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug, whatever you want to plug at this given moment to the fans. So you guys, Chris and Cody, the floor is yours. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Again, my name's Cody Freen. I uh, play drums for The Difference Between. I also play drums for uh, the metalcore band Ascent Like Wolves. Uh, we have a song coming out on the 30th.
0: And did my, it turned it off? Did it? Yeah, I just cut out real quickly. I got you guys back though.
1: You got me back. i just. You just cut? I'll start over here.
0: Yeah, I'll right. start over.
1: Yeah, my name is uh, Cody Frame. I play drums for uh, The Difference Between and Ascent Like Wolves. Uh, I also uh, run the label uh, Theoria Records. Uh, got a lot of cool releases coming out on that as well. And uh, yeah, really stoked on all of this. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to what we're doing and pump me up by telling me my music's good. Appreciate that. <laughs> Needed a little ego boost. Um, but yeah, man, you're a really cool dude. I really appreciate talking to you. And uh, this has been great. Glad you found it.
0: I'm glad you guys sent it to me as well. And now I'm going to end with three very separate things. So one, I want to make sure you guys get in the know with the difference between everything you know about them and when it comes to following them online, make sure you guys check them out on their social medias. Check out the videos on YouTube. Make sure to be in touch with them, stream their music, whatever it might be. Instead of just being like, Kevin, do we have to search this stuff up? Hell no. Just take a look at the description of the podcast. I'm going to have everything there for you to say find the difference between online. And I'm going to have every single link you could want from so you guys can go follow their stuff online, share it, listen to it, stream it, tell your friends about it, and be like, hey, check this out. Because honestly, that is a very, very good idea if you do. (laughs) Thanks, man. And now the second thing, and... I did this with Nick of Wolf. so Cody, you might know a little bit about this, but whenever I have a guest on the podcast or guests on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast, I like to make a little promise because I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. I love doing this. I'd love to do this with you guys again. So the promise is this, and you guys absolutely hit on this as well. This is not an if. Not an if. It's a when. I can see you guys play live for the first time. First round's on me.
1: (laughs) You got it, buddy. I'll get you the second one then, but... I'll buy your ticket, man. I would love to meet you and have you come out to a show. But well,
0: hopefully soon. Hope, hopefully soon. I'm going to keep – I mean, I'm gonna basically what's going to happen is all of a sudden you're going to start seeing me like and like share your stuff. It's like, okay, why is he like and share your stuff? Well, because I want to make sure I follow you along with you guys and exactly. so know when stuff's coming out. So when all of a sudden I see them, i be like, okay, are they anywhere near me within the span of like two hours or three hours? Uh, okay, they might be in Minneapolis. So, okay, make a little trip up there, bing, bang, boom. And you'll see me going crazy. You'll see me being that guy in the crowd being like, i love it please do oh, one of the thousand being like Woo. maybe <laughs> one day maybe <laughs> one day maybe how about this one day hopefully in 2022 it's gonna yeah, happen Optimism, a man crushing it <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen so at this moment guys because of that promise and because i'd love to be able to not only be able to meet you pay up on my promise but also be able to talk to you in the podcast once the end when more music comes out get you guys back on because this has been incredible I will not end this podcast with goodbye because that is a horrible, horrible idea. Why would you end this podcast with goodbye? Because that seems too final, right? I mean, I want to see you guys again. I want to talk to you guys again. So I'm going to end it with this. See you later. Talk to you soon, man. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, folks, that was my interview with Cody and Chris from the band The Difference Between. Now, you heard the whole entire spiel that we went through with this band and their two songs with these two guys, so you're going to want to get to know them. Of course, take a look at the description of the podcast. All the links for everything for The Difference Between are going to be there. You can easily check them out. Make sure you follow along with them because, man, I really like this. I like a lot of stuff that's coming out with Post Hardcore in 2021. Capstan.com the difference between caskets it just keeps coming and coming so be sure to make to follow and stream and share everything with between bits with your family friends along with everything from MSOT rocks and the corporate Girls podcast i want to thank you guys for listening and watching the episode on youtube remember you can follow msoc rocks on facebook twitter and instagram you can subscribe to the youtube channel where we air all of these podcast videos if you just want to listen to the audio version you can stream on spotify podcast and iheart radio all the links are go for the podcast make sure you do it, so please follow share subscribe tell you your friends tell your crazy neighbor tell um you know your grandpa if he's 92 years old like my grandpa wait this might come out his 93rd birthday so woo! all and also thank you to sponsor phoenix fitness for sponsoring this video again you get 15 off at uh, phoenixfitness.com use the code msotd at checkout in your entire order thank you Fitness fitness again links up to the podcast to that Man, I'm winded on that one. So that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Cold Progression Podcast brought to you by MSUD Rocks where Rock and so Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single What's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See you! Yeah!